This is Grind Season. I'm Jason Smith, one of your co-hosts here on the Grind Season podcast on Odyssey and co-host of the Jason and John Midday Radio Show right here in the great city of Memphis, Tennessee, uh, on weekdays from 11 to 2 on 92.9 FM ESPN. That's an Odyssey station, y'all. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Jason Smith 929 It's my guy, Anthony Sane, the tribal chief of Grizz Twitter. What it do? A man who's covered the Grizz for the last nine years in written radio podcast form. A man who can tell you what a woman had for dinner last night just by looking at her. <laughs> oh, I'm trying just, to say just by looking at him. He's amazing. He's like the whiz. He's my whiz. I go to him for everything. Can follow him on Twitter at Sane Asylum. Brother Sane, everything good tonight? Save for that nasty taste of that OKC loss. Yeah, man. Still, right. still got a disgusting aftertaste from the Oklahoma City loss. I'm over it, though. You know, you know, pimps. Pimps get over stuff, man. Pimps fall down, but we get back up, man. Gotta um, move. You're right. Got to move yeah. on. Got to move, move on, on man. Leave, leave that in the past. Tough loss. But, you know, we got another one coming soon, very soon. Hey, I felt that one. Cause, no you know, question you know, about it. You're in a good church, we just say, you know, soon, very soon, we're going to see the king or something like that. There you go. There you go. There it first, is. first things first, uh, you can hear us hear the uh, Grind Season podcast twice per week, usually unless it's a holiday week, as it is this week. Merry Christmas yes, to sir, you all, Christmas by the way. You all. And can hear us, like we said, on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast, including on Spotify, which I know gets it uh, downloaded very quickly. Just search for Grind Season. Make sure you're looking for SZN. SZN, when you do that search, do us a solid push that uh, subscribe button. Thank you very much. On this edition of Grind Season, uh, we're going to ask the question, what the heck happened on Saturday night? Was it just a blip? Is there more reason for concern? That was an OKC team that did not have Shea Gilgis Alexander, did not have Josh Giddy. Hell, they had dropped five straight coming into that game. Uh, uh, going against the Grizzlies team that had everybody except Bain had won seven in a row, and mm -hmm. and you come out of that with an inexplicable 115-109 loss there uh, in your first game on that road trip. We'll ask the question why it happened, uh, how much does it matter, how concerned are you going into a string here of three nationally televised games against clearly better competition, Denver, Phoenix, and Golden State. So we'll get into uh, Saturday night's loss, a little bit of it uh, that we can stomach. Uh, then we'll ask the question, kind of diving a little bit more into that one, John Morant got ejected in the second quarter uh, and 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 specifically want to ask saying, you know, a lot of people obviously mad at Ray Acosta, uh, the official that gave him, I believe, the second technical foul that had Ja the game. Obviously, Ja wasn't talking. The official was having a conversation with somebody sitting front row. One of his fans looked like, uh, but still picked up the technical. A lot of people mad at Ray Acosta, the official uh, question I want to ask saying is, do we think at all that this might or at least some of it might stem from? Jaw's last ejection, which coincidentally came in the Grizzlies' last loss prior to mm -hmm. Saturday, that road game at Minnesota where Ja got ejected. J Sane and I both agreed that we thought Ja showed the official up. Uh, we'll ask the question whether this was the NBA maybe attempting to reel Ja in a little bit or if this was just another one-off. We'll get into that. Then finally, of course, who brought the seasoning over the two-game stretch since our, our last – well, it, it's been two games last week, we'll count, uh, since we did – uh, the season and you had the uh, really a bipolar deal, man. You had you knock off Milwaukee 142 101, one of the best teams in the league, and then you you lose that road game at OKC. So we'll we'll talk about who brought the season in those two. Might be some might be some good season, it might be some bad seasoning, considering mm -hmm. what happened on Saturday night. So that's uh, this episode. Uh, but saying let's start here 115 109, Grizz go down to the Thunder. 
outscored 39-22 in the second quarter. That was a, a big part of it. Uh, just couldn't dig out of that hole afterwards, especially after Ja is ejected in that second quarter. Was that was that saying simply a case of playing down to your competition and anybody can lose in the NBA on any given night? Or or were there were, were there was there a bigger lesson to be learned there for the Grizzlies? No, I don't think it was playing down to the competition. This is a podcast. Uh, this is not radio. So I'll say what I really feel. They was bullshitting, Jason Smith. No question. <laughs> like, like, they were bullshitting, man. I was listening to uh, Chris Harrington today, and he brought out some good points about this as well. Um, three national TV games coming up in the mm-hmm. coming week. Suns, Nuggets, Warriors on Christmas Day. You had a home game against, against uh, Milwaukee. You had it scheduled to go play Oklahoma City, come back to Memphis, and then go on the real road trip. Like, you know, the three games we just talked about. And I think they just overlooked this game. They thought they could just go out there. They're the better team. Oklahoma City's going to throw out whatever. When they found out the SGA and Giddy weren't playing, we're just going to go out there and run over these guys. And it didn't work. And it, it, I don't even know if they really care whether they won the game or not. They may have thought they could have cut it on the second half. John may have thought he could have cut it on the second half. There was no second half for John Morant <laughs> in that game. So I think all those things factored in. Very disappointing loss, man. It's it's a maturity thing, though. This is still one of the younger teams in the NBA. They're gonna come out and have these games where their effort looks like this. And it's just it's just basic immaturity. It's 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 one of the things that will come with a young team. You, you we we they do a lot of things that surprise us in a good way when they go out and they beat teams you think they shouldn't beat, or they go on these winning streaks, or they outdo the Kevin Durant's and, and, and Kyrie Irvin's of the world. But then they'll have games where you'll do these type of things where it just shows that lack of maturity. Uh, where they just where, you know, they didn't come out and take care of the business they need to take care of. Another thing too to think about. I was talking about this with some buddies of mine. The, in in the league, we we talked about this throughout the week too, but in a different sense. These they're playing against guys. That Oklahoma City team is a bunch of guys that are all their age. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I I know Jaron Jackson Jr. I used to play against him in AAU. Yeah. Yeah, I used to kill John Conchar in college. Santi Aldama, he played for whoever. I used to murder him. And you get an upper edge of confidence when you're playing against guys that are around your age who you think, hey, I'm out here trying to, I'm out here trying to get a contract. I'm trying to get playing time. I'm going to go super hard. I don't care how hard the hit grizzlies are going. It was a perfect storm for an ass whooping, and we took one for sure uh, against Oklahoma City, doesn't it? I'm with you completely on just, uh, you know, it, it was immaturity. It was mm-hmm. seeing that, okay, SGA is not going to play. You know, you've played that team twice before, handled them, and it's mm-hmm. been some of SGA's worst games. And then you take him out of the equation, Giddy's not playing. Yeah, you think I, do, about the killer. Yeah. I do. I, I think you look past it. And and we're not past the point where 23-year-olds, you know, don't look past anybody. We are. I mean, that's, you know, as, mm-hmm. as, as polished as it feels like the Grizzlies are, especially to be such a young team, uh, you're still going to have some of these nights, I think, where you come out and you think just because you're out there, you got you got most of your guys. Okay, so he's gonna lay down for a third time this season. Saying, yeah. I think you made the best point. You know, Isaiah Joe. You know, those young yeah. guys that they got, they're hungry, and yeah. you give them more opportunity. Some of those threes are falling early. You know, all of a sudden, you know, it starts to snowball for them. And Isaiah Joe's mind. Yeah. And Isaiah Joe's mind. He's like, man, I was a projected lottery pick before I got and, hurt. And and then you help them, saying, <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. Well, you well you help them by mm-hmm. getting yourself tossed in the second quarter. Yeah. Now I, I know Ja hadn't planned on that. Figures he's having that conversation. We'll get we'll get into that. But you absolutely help them because again, if Jaws playing third and fourth, who knows? You probably got a, a better shot. I mean, again, you cut that to a 
you know, to a reasonable margin there late. If Jaws playing that second half, maybe you can, you know, you dig out of that hole, but you don't give yourself that chance because you mm-hmm. get, you know, you get tossed in the second. So I'm with you. You know, I think there is a bigger lesson to be learned about it. Yeah. But, but, but again, I'm not overly concerned because to your point, what is it? Denver, Phoenix, Golden State, all on national television. Mm-hmm. We We've know ja, yeah. we know Ja looks to make statements on national television. If he, if he, you know, if it's a situation he mic'd up, or even if he's not, I mean, Ja looks to make those statement games, and so you don't, you know, you know they'll be turned up, especially to the level of their competition. But I, oh, yeah. I look at look here. Here's what I'll say: This team thinks it can. This team believes we believe that it is capable of being the number one seed, and maybe the team believes that it will be. Mm-hmm. You can't do that going eight and seven against the West. If no. you want to be the best in the West, they've got to turn be. it on like right, right. now. You can't mm-hmm. be dropping games like the other night. And certainly against this better competition, you're going to have to play better, especially a Golden State team that's not going to have Steph. Like you can't take that team lightly. They're 12 and two at home. But my point, yeah. like if you're going to, you know, six and eight now on the road, saying they've been mm-hmm. making a lot of hay at home. But now six and eight on the road when you add in that OKC loss, like for a team that we believe can be can be number one in the West when things are said and done, man, you, it, it's time to start taking care of business. That That's not saying that I ain't asking them to go out and win every game, but at six and eight now on the road. Yeah. And with that lesson that you saw on Saturday, you know, it's time to kick it in gear, especially on this road trip. Yeah, man. I remember, um, you know, we were a couple of years ago, not a couple of years ago. This is this is grit and grind years. We were having a really tough season and the fans kept talking about. Well, you know, this is a wake-up call. It's like, man, these dudes must be narcoleptic. You know what I mean? So you you, you only got so many wake-up calls in the season, man. You're going to have four or five really bad games like you had the other night, no matter who you are in the NBA. But you, you don't want to, you know, link those together. I think they're about to snap out of it, like you said. They, this is a team that whenever they feel slighted, whenever they feel like all the attention is not on them, whenever they feel like people are doubting them or whatever, they always turn it up. Like you said, these three national television games in a row, Christmas Day game, you know they're about to uh, answer the bell. I, it's just I don't I'm not really tripping about the game. It sucks. It absolutely sucked to lose that game. You would have got your 20th win the season. You would have won. Wait, what would have been eight? Would have been eight in a row going eight into in a row going yep. into this run. It's really disappointing that you lose to a team where Isaiah Joe was out there looking like Ray Allen. You know what I mean? But that's that's not what you want to see happen for sure. But it is what it is, man. It was a tough loss. You know these guys are going to come out and answer the bell. Uh, you know for the rest of the games this week. Yeah, we mentioned it now. Uh, eight and seven against the West. Six of your next seven, including mm-hmm. this game against Denver, obviously against Western Conference opponents. So, uh, so again, it's time to make some some hay in the in the West. And now uh, you're listening, of course, to the Grind Season podcast with uh, you guys, Anthony Sane and yours truly, Jason Smith. Be sure to download us on the free Odyssey app. Hit that subscribe button. Help us out. That brings us to topic number two. Uh, in that game, second quarter, we mentioned it. Ja was ejected uh, uh, um, there toward the end of the second quarter. 43 seconds left in the half was called for a second technical foul. Uh, he felt he'd been contacted on an alley oop attempt where he actually hit his head mm-hmm. on the on the backboard uh, right. going up for it. Uh, gets the initial technical foul and then is clearly talking to uh, a fan in the in the on the courtside seats that appeared to be a actual fan of his uh, mm-hmm. from everything I've read that it in and was is talking to a fan about the play call. Uh, I think saying you correct me if I'm wrong, so, you know, said some language in there that that referee Ray Acosta picked up. Right. He, he ends up hitting job with the second technical foul. He's ejected from that game. Grizzly don't have a chance really with him 
uh, at least to make the comeback attempt with John Morant. So, again, mm-hmm. might have cost him a, 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 a chance to make it an eighth straight victory and getting tossed out of that game. Now, the, 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 the initial take, and I certainly, you know, when I first saw it saying was, man, what's, what's Ray Acosta doing? Like, he's yeah. looking for trouble. Jaws having a conversation clearly with a fan, you know, May, obviously not outside of ear range of Ray Acosta, but still that that's a conversation for him. You toss, that's my initial, but it got me to wondering saying, because we literally talked about this on the podcast. You go back to November 30th mm-hmm. when John Morant was thrown out. It had been the Grizzlies last loss that Minnesota loss on the road where Josh tossed out a game. You and I both agreed in that game. We thought he went too far in trying yeah. to show the official up. And here was our point. We said, you don't want to rep a reputation yeah. with these mm-hmm. guys with mm-hmm. these officials of being a guy who either curses, shows guys up or whatever else, especially with with where we where where Jai's going just right. as a superstar. LeBron ain't, you know, LeBron ain't out here showing up refs to the extent that uh we thought Jai did at least that first one. So so I I, I just asked the question saying I know the the initial take is man, what's Ray Acosta doing? And I still feel yeah. that way to some extent, but did Ja bring some of that on? Has he brought some of this on in terms of the way he's interacted? Uh, with yeah. officials, some of the language. What do you think? I think it's two mutually exclusive conversations. I think okay. that I think that Ray Acosta is wrong. Um, I think that he was making it about himself. Uh, I was listening to Gary and Jeff talking um, a little bit before we recorded today, and they made a good point. That was like in a in a typical situation, even if Job was wrong for what he said, you can be like, "Look, man, I just I just teed you up. Chill out, kill it. I'm not. I don't want to throw you out for something like that. Come on, man." And then if a job does something else dumb, it's on him. But if you know it's a game where you're talking about a superstar and you know this is a, a business, a league that's a business, and people are paying big money to see these guys, man. Nope, these people in Oklahoma City, their own stars were out. They came to see one of the bigger stars in the NBA and John Morant. And to have him kicked out of the game is it's, it's unacceptable. But Ja has the other side of that story is Ja has his own responsibility to protect his perception and protect his reputation. And right now his his reputation is muddy with a lot of these referees, man. I mean, we, a few months ago he was he called the dude a sassy ass or whatever whatever he called him, and it's like you know that kind of stuff. Guys remember that, man. And, and that just like that 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 group of four hundred and fifty NBA players is a fraternity. That referee group is a fraternity too, man. You know what I mean? They're gonna they're gonna stick to stick or stick up for each other to an extent. Stick together to an extent. Like I said, I think that I don't think what Ja did was particularly the worst thing to do. Um, but he's got to do whatever he needs to do to fix his perception. Cause right now it looks like he's getting a bad, bad, uh, bad uh, reputation from the refs for sure. And um, something else too, man, we all understand he was talking to the fan, but I got a white friend, Jason Smith. And he was telling me, he, he told me about a word called being called playing grab ass. And I didn't know what that meant when he said it, my context clue started meant something else. But when he broke it down to me, Chopper Rap was playing grab ass too. I don't know if you ever heard that term. I don't know if you ever know what it knows what it know what it means. But those of you who are listening who ever used the word grab ass, that's what y'all was doing. Like even though he was talking to the fan, he said that shit hoping that the ref heard. It. You know what I mean? It went like he was just hundred percent in it. Like I'm just over here whispering in the fan's ear, and then the ref, you know, jumped into his conversation. If Josh said it, he probably said it for the ref to hear it as well. But whether that's here nor there, that's still not a reason really to throw him out the game. But it's up to him because like he is a superstar in the NBA. He has to take the responsibility to do whatever he needs to do. Whether it's write a letter, call up Damian Lillard, see what he does. See what he because he's known for writing letters to the league and writing letters to whoever he needs to do to get his agenda going forward. 
do what you need to do to fix your reputation with these refs because they he clearly has a target on his back, but he has to take some responsibility and help him getting that off too. See, so I'm with you on on a lot of that. I, Ray Acosta should have pulled him to the side, but he didn't, and yeah, that's yeah. why I dig in further that it felt like it was already a yeah. You know, he, he was ready for him. He yeah. was he was he was targeting John like he was All, hoping he'd do something. Targeting else. almost almost as I'm sending you a message that you're not going to use abusive language mm -hmm. within my earshot, whatever it is, and we yeah. can say. You know, Ray having a bad night. Ray went too far, but Ja gave him that opportunity. And yeah. that goes back to, like Ja said after that, they asked him about, you know, whether he felt like he was being singled out. Mm -hmm. He said, I don't know. Probably so. Probably don't like me. Talking about the officials or whatever else. Yeah. But you don't need that kind of yeah, attitude even, that, the that, officials. Yeah, that's just Nothing silly personal. Nothing about a personal yeah. relationship with one or two of them or anything else. You don't need that as a superstar. Mm -hmm. From where you're about to go, and and no, maybe it wasn't some NBA. Hey, we're gonna send you a uh, send you a message. We're not gonna have him abusing our officials, at least using the abusive language, because because he's got so many eyes on him that mm -hmm. it does draw attention when Ja is talking like that or whatever right. to officials. Maybe it's not that, but I still would tell you, man. Like to your point, Ja said that knowing within ear, he was in earshot of that rep. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. He, he didn't just throw that out there, man. Uh -huh. He, he could have, you know, he, he, he was being slick with it, man, for sure. Yeah. It, it, there's no question about it. And there, my point is that there's no need. Listen, there, there's a way to work the refs. We talked about this when when he got thrown out of the Minnesota game. Like Mike Conley didn't, and we thought that was the wrong way to go. Right. Like you need to, you know, you need to That's work the refs ref to get your to get the superstar car. You do, and and I will tell you this: there's another extreme. Draymond Green abuses officials. Oh yeah, and they and they let him get away with hell. But yeah. he's won titles, and he's done this for a while. Mm -hmm. and, and you and can't throw him out every game. You can't throw Draymond out every game. You so. can't throw him out every game. So back to the point, I just I, – I don't like – it's been the last two losses now that we've seen this out of job. I'm just saying you can curb it now. Just don't don't give them fools the chance, whether it's right. a ref having a bad day or whether these officials in their little fraternity said, right. you know what, we're going to get job, man, with all yeah, this sure – all the <laughs> antics doing – you know, in the in the uh, lounge, in the meeting room, and now it's going around the fraternity that yeah, we're gonna straighten out job. Like either way, you don't want to give him that ammo. So uh, mm -hmm. I think it's just a part of his maturing. I, I do. I, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. They're, they're probably separate conversations, but all of it goes under the umbrella of Ja just doesn't need to give it to him. And right. I tell you, in this game, it wasn't like at the end of Minnesota when you were pretty much that game was over when he got tossed after Dylan. This one was, was in you. This yeah. one was second quarter. You were on the road against OKC, some scrubs, and probably yeah. could have come one back. One good turn up would have won the game. One good yeah. turn up, they would have folded. So, so you you could make an argument that it, it you know it it, mm -hmm. it the game. All that said, um, I appreciated the story afterwards that Ja uh got his dad to take <laughs> a face to the fan to make sure the fan knew that mm -hmm. it was all good. And uh, I mean yeah. that that's that that's Ja, man. He play he right. plays for the fans, and you figure over these uh these next three, he's certainly gonna be. Certainly gonna be uh, looking yeah. to put on on national television. Oh, for but sure. I still I still can't believe they lost that game though. I still let me pull let me pull back a little bit before we move forward. I feel like we're about to move to the next segment, but let me pull Go back ahead. a little bit. Can I talk about this like as a fan? And just can we just talk basketball for a minute when it comes Please. down to this whole rep thing? Um, this isn't being critical of Ja, but Ja does a lot of like foul hunting. Like he's he's out there just kind of looking for calls, and it's like he's kind of stuck in that little mode again where it's like. I'm either going to get all the way to the basket and finish with a finesse layup or I'm going to hunt the foul. Yeah, I've, got, I've felt he, this the last few weeks. Yeah, I'm he, from him he's, got a, he's got a lot more game than it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's got a lot more tools in the toolbox. And I'm like, Job, you were just 
kill these folks with that floater, which we know you have in your bag. That thing is so surgical when he yeah, just and it's like oh. it's, it's like you're just settling and you're like looking for fouls and you're frustrated because you're not getting them. Like, man, screw that. Just go get them two points. You know what I mean? Go get the buckets, whatever. And, and it's like he's we we all love John Memphis, but it's it's like he has this thing where he's he's pulled too far left and right by public opinion, by what people have to say about him and about his game. It's kind of like when when uh when you're playing in the the driveway with your dad and your dad keeps backing you in and you're saying, Dad, why you keep backing me in? That's all you got, and that's all I need. You know what I mean? Like, do do what works, John. Like, and, and he's he's getting to the point where he's trying to settle for getting these foul calls, and it's like, man, screw all that, man. Just go out there and kill these dudes. See, well, that that's where it started was the frustration. Like, it feels like he's triple double. It seems like he's trying to get everybody involved. Like, John, just go kill these dudes, bro. Like, he's trying to appease to what Charles Barkley said. It feels like. And I don't know, man. Did you? I, I thought on that one he was mad about. You remember he's rubbing his temple. Yeah. His head had hit the temple. I mean, yeah. his, his head, his temple had hit the backboard. Mm-hmm. And but I, I thought, you know, I know there had been some contact, body to body, and maybe arm to arm. Mm-hmm. But he was. I, I thought he let the frustration about his dang head from his athleticism yeah. hitting the backboard get him overly hot about the. About yeah. the no, about the yeah. no foul. That too, man. Jaws like one of the best players in the league, and he just got to find a way because you're a superstar, bro. You you supposed to be getting superstar calls, and if if there's if that's not happening, you've got to figure out why. Right. And it, it just can't be all. They don't like, like me. Frustrating no, him. I'm back to your yeah. point. It seems like it's been frustrating him of late yeah. when he hasn't gotten them to a point. It's affecting his his game. Yeah. If they don't like you, you Taylor Jenkins, Zach Kleiman, whoever need to figure out. Okay, what we need to do to change our image of our player because he's supposed to be getting a favorable whistle for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's all I got. No, nah, no, nah, I'm 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 with you 100%. With you 100%. So so hopefully we're we're moving on from ejections, we're moving on from mm-hmm. losses to scrub teams uh as the Grizzlies get set again to pick it back up against Denver uh, on national television. Now on to mm-hmm. our our final segment of, of episode uh I believe this Whatever is, it is yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to keep count. Uh <laughs> we hope you'll be you'll subscribe to Grind Season Podcast. Uh, listen twice a week, except for on holiday weeks. Uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas. We'll you can see y'all. Yep, the free Odyssey podcast or wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, just search for Grind Season. And that brings us right into our final segment, Who Brought the Seasoning? We're going to take into account the last two games. We've talked since the Milwaukee game, but we haven't given out seasoning uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, in over a week. So it's time. You got to win. You got to loss. Kind of bipolar, a little bit of the extremes with both. Man, who you talking? Great one, lost to a bad one. But uh, <laughs> for for you saying, is it is it good seasoning today? Is it bad seasoning? What what you got for? Oh man, uh, Jason Smith, I'm gonna tell the story today, man. I'm gonna tell the story of young about young Anthony saying. I remember I was around about I was younger than Gabe. Gabe's nine years old. I probably was about six, seven years old, and there was this bottle of gold wrapped stuff I would see in my mama's uh, pantry. It was in a little plastic bottle where you could see through it. It's little gold-wrapped little cubes that was in a little small bottle, little hand-sized bottle. And curiosity was just killing me. I was like, Mama, what are those? And she had told me, she told me whatever this thing was. I was like, all right. She said it was called a bouillon cube, right? I was like, Mama, let me, let me get one. She was like, boy, this is not candy. Like, you don't know. And I would just keep telling my mom, I don't believe you. I think you lied to me. I think this candy. It's got to be. It's in a gold, it's in a shiny wrapper. Yep. It's got to be candy. Looking like Willy Wonka. Right, so I kept asking my mom, bothered my mom about these bouillon cubes, right? Y'all might even know the bouillon cube. My parents were older. My mom was 40 when I was born. So they, bouillon cubes were still a thing, you know what I mean? Use them to make soup. I don't know if anybody, if you don't know what a bouillon cube is. It's a very condensed 
it's almost like a sugar cube full of like seasoning and flavor and yeah. you boil it in the hot water and it turns into soup. So that tells you how powerful these little cubes are. My mom was like, all right, you're going to keep asking for this. I'm going to give you this bouillon cube. And I put this bouillon cube in my mouth like it was a peppermint. Like it was a soft peppermint. Them, them little soft mints you get to be fine. I sucked, I, I sucked on that thing and this rush of way too much flavor, way too much sauce hit me in the mouth and it was the most disgusting thing I've ever tasted. I still taste that flavor in my mouth of this bouillon cube. And that same taste. My season this week goes out to the whole damn team. Taylor Jenkins, everybody against Oklahoma City. You came out too cool, too full of flavor, too full of sauce, and you have you were nasty as hell against Oklahoma City Thunder. You were a, you were a bouillon cube in front of my eyes. My curiosity yep. was like, oh man, it's Oklahoma City. We about to kill them. They yep. ain't got no, they ain't got SGA. Man, we gonna make, I'm on Twitter saying we about to win by 74. We beat these dudes by 73. I said 74 and still in play. And we lost. Isaiah Joe, the man with two first names. Looking like a fake ass Ray Allen. Mixed with some Bradley Bill. <laughs> that might be my favorite uh favorite season of the year, uh saying favorite season award of the yeah. year. The nasty Bouillon Award. The, the Bouillon Award goes to the whole damn team. Bouillon, boo all y'all. Yeah, that's well done, brother. I'm Thank I'm you. uh yeah, we did because I felt a little bit guilty. My, mine is mine's uh mine's good seasoning, but I did feel guilty coming off. So I'm glad that you handled that. Mm -hmm. Um, Brandon Clark went nine of ten from the field in the two games. He had twelve mm -hmm. and eleven, and I know uh you know in the two games twelve and eleven doesn't jump off the page. Actually, eleven certainly wasn't enough against OKC, but he's he's now scored in double figures in every game the Grizzlies have played this month. So that's eight mm -hmm. games. Okay. He's scored in double figures in each of them. And for the month of December, he's averaging 13 points, basically 12.9, seven rebounds, and shooting a damn near impossible 78.9% from the field. Okay? He's 45-57 in the month of December. Got to be the most efficient player uh, in the NBA. Here's the other thing. He's appeared in every game this season. For the Grizzlies, I'm pretty sure the only other guys that have done that appeared in all 29 games for the Grizzlies this season, at least so far, are David Roddy and Tyus Jones. So wow. he's been a he's yeah, he's he been missed a, a game. Huh? He hadn't missed a game. Tyus hadn't missed one. How about Roddy playing in every game? I went and looked yeah. at he's been in all he's appeared in all 29 games. Well, Roddy Tyus, was gonna be my seasoning. Roddy was gonna get my seasoning too, but what we're gonna say that one. Offensively, he's been slick offensively, yeah. man. He is getting caught his way. Um, way for sure. But as far as I can tell, it's him, Tyus, uh, David Roddy, Tyus, and Brandon Clark that have appeared in all 29 games Damn. for the Grizzlies. So in honor of his consistency, uh, uh, his quiet consistency, uh, you know how you put, if you're having a, a baked potato, <laughs> right? On, I'm I, I'm gonna put something on there all the time. It's real quick. Just but you don't really know why you put it on there. I know what you mean. I know yeah. where you're about to go with this. Yeah. Well, now, I don't know. I don't. I think I think I think you might be thinking of something else because my wife suggested. But then I said, no, no, I'm gonna go here. He okay. is he is the bacon bits. He's the Canadian okay. bacon. He's the Canadian <laughs> bacon bit, making everything better. I mean, that good Canadian bacon. The I good see. the good stuff. I didn't know that's a real thing. Is that a real product? Can you buy Canadian yeah. bacon business? Canadian assuming they got that up there. They got they got bacon bits. I'm adding the Canadian to it. I I'm adding it, it. I but with, with that good ham because you would have to chop it up. 
Uh, I, I think you. they use, I think, I think we use very cheap bacon to make bacon bits. Bacon. This is going to be the highest quality, mm -hmm. highest quality Canadian bacon. Bits. A Canadian, Canadian pig's ass. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you put bacon bits on everything, makes it better, quietly consistent. Mm -hmm. Brandon Clark has been that all season long for the, for the Grizzlies. So sprinkle some, uh, sprinkle some bacon bits on there. Gotcha, brother. I got you. I'll take that, man. I'll take that. And with that being That's said, it's been a good uh, show today. We got y'all a good quick one up out of here. We ready to wrap some gifts, drink some eggnog. What else we about to do? I don't know. Not getting no more fights. You see this Stu Jackson? Uh, I, I'm in there looking like Stu Jackson. Remember? Oh, yeah, man. What happened to you, bro? Man, my, long story. I'll tell you on the. Uh, I'll tell you, you on the. cuts in your eyebrows. I know what you mean. Yeah, this, this, this that. Remember Stu Jackson, man, the old uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, front office dude. You always uh, had a bandaid up there. Oh, looking sick. Like an abusive wife or something at the house, man. <laughs> nah, he had a condition, man. <laughs> oh, okay. a, yeah, I can I guarantee you this, this is not the result of any uh, domestic uh, 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 situations or anything like that. I can guarantee you, we will have a we will have another show without me getting a end up anything. I promise you that. So, oh, man. Uh, as saying said, man, it's grind. It's it's, it's grind season. We appreciate y'all. Make sure you get us on the. Uh, on the on the free Odyssey app or on Spotify, search Grind Season. We appreciate y'all. Uh Santa Sane. Man, man, tell them Merry Christmas, bro. Man, Merry Christmas, y'all, man. And, and to all a good night. We'll holler at y'all.